Guys, thank you for joining us this evening for our second in our series in Romans 8. Last week, Henry was taking us through the first two verses of Romans 8, and we're going to look at verses 3 and 4 tonight. But I'm going to read all four verses, if we could, together. So Romans 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. A very famous uh, American theologian called Jonathan Edwards in the 1700s wrote a quite amazing statement, which I want to read for you. He said that the salvation of one soul is a more glorious miracle than the miracle of creation itself. That the salvation of one soul is a more glorious miracle than the miracle of, of creation itself. For a sinful human being to be changed from the inside out, not just by cleaning up his act, is indeed a major miracle. And God can do this and continue to do this in the lives of many people. Because of this miraculous transformation in the life of believers, he can hang a banner over them which says the words that we see in verse 1, no condemnation. What God wants within our lives is not just a refashioning or a restyling of our lives so that we change people from being nice people to being good people. What he is calling for is a new birth, that we become new people. This is a miraculous transformation that he wants to bring within our lives. People who have trusted Jesus Christ to do a miracle work in us, not just to clean up our lives, but to see the miracle of new birth. Now, if we look at the early life of Paul, Paul was a law keeper. Salvation would come to him by keeping rules. The law of God to Paul, as it is for each of us, tells us about ourselves. It tells us we've come short of God's standards. We are all lawbreakers not only in our actions, but also in our hearts. Paul, however, could do nothing to change his heart. So he worked tirelessly for religious rituals. And in fact, if there weren't enough religious rules, they would make up some more, the more the merrier. They felt that God would be pleased with their outward rule keeping. The banner over Paul might have read, more slavery. His flesh, his sinful nature, was useless. The law of God exposes us to the fact that we are lost, but it in fact cannot lift a finger to help us. No law keeping could deal with his and with our sinful natures. Paul and ourselves need a saviour. Paul then met Stephen and he hated him. Stephen was one of the early disciples of Jesus Christ. Paul in fact led a mob to kill Stephen. Paul, as he stood watching Stephen die, maybe he was reminded of someone else. Where Paul was full of anger and hatred that his own flesh had engendered, Stephen was full of grace and forgiveness by the work of the Spirit of God in his life. Stephen was not living a life ruled by his selfish nature. No, as it says in verse 4, he was living according to the Spirit. As Stephen died with forgiveness on his lips, it probably made Paul even more angry and confused. I wonder, did Stephen remind him 
of Jesus. Paul, like each of us, needs new birth, changed by the Holy Spirit to be more like our Savior, Jesus Christ. But we have no power to change. As verse 3 says, keeping the rules could not do it. Only Christ Jesus could pay the price for our sin to set us free. Paul, in fact, had this experience on the road to Damascus where he met with Jesus. And subsequent to that, he was set free and the Holy Spirit came to live within his life. And so the banner over Paul no longer said more slavery, but in fact said no condemnation. Quite a few years ago, I had the privilege one evening to be at a, a Bible study um, at a friend's house. And when I arrived there, there were two folk there who I didn't know, a guy and a girl. And uh, we listened to their story that evening, their story of how God had spoken into their lives. She was from a Republican background. He was from a loyalist background. Both of them had tried to please God, one with a lot of ritual, uh, religious activity, the other with a life full of things that he shouldn't do and wasn't allowed to do. Both of them had political aspirations which led them in different directions and ended up doing things that they were ashamed of. But both of them separately had come to faith in Jesus Christ. It wasn't that their lives were just cleaned up. It wasn't that their lives had just changed around. The fact that being a conversion in their lives, there's an about turn in their lives and they came to trust Jesus Christ. They did not live by their own flesh, but they lived by the Spirit of God. And so in that evening, as they told their story, they prayed together, they laughed together, they had time together with each other because their lives had been transformed, not just changed, transformed by Jesus Christ. The question for you and me to say is, who hangs the banner over us? Do I hang the banner over myself to say, there's no condemnation for me because of Jesus Christ. In fact, Jesus Christ hangs that banner over anyone who has trusted him as saviour. Jesus Christ is the one who is our advocate. He's the one that speaks on our behalf. Jesus Christ is the one who presents us as righteous. Jesus Christ is the one who's paid the debt for us. There's no more slavery to sin. We've been set free all because of Jesus Christ question is how will you live how will you behave when you belong to Jesus Christ Alistair Begg who's the pastor of Parkside Church in Cleveland Ohio tells a story of two young lads in the city of Glasgow from where he came I have a notion it's actually about himself but he doesn't say that specifically but these two young lads were playing in the streets of Glasgow and uh, one of the guys said to this young guy he said um, let's go down here and We'll do a bit of damage. I don't know what exactly they got up to, but can't remember what the story was, but it may have been just breaking windows or something like that. But the young fella said uh, he didn't want to. The older guy said, you're afraid of what your dad would say to you or would do to you if he caught you. And the young guy says, no, I'm afraid of what it would do to my dad if I did it. A life walking in the spirit of God wants the best for our Heavenly Father. We don't want to displease him. We don't want to do anything to hurt Jesus Christ as our Savior. We don't want to grieve this Holy Spirit. The banner over each of us that he puts upon us that we have not earned, we do not deserve, 
is the banner that there's no condemnation. It means we have a life to please our Heavenly Father. Thank you for listening. God bless.